cheerful. Okay, yeah. welcome to episode two. Woo! Uh, yeah. I'm a very tired Dominic, and I'm joined by Jesse yet again. A sweaty Jesse. Sweaty Jesse. We're all very sweaty. We've had to close the windows in here, you know, for your, for the higher audio quality. Um, but I've got two new guests with me, who are Eve and Martin. And I've just realised we should um, try and remember their facts. So Jesse, yeah. We say names, aren't <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. no, I? No, I looked up your names just before we started. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I don't know which one's which, but yeah. we'll get there in the end. So Martin's facts, do any of us three have any idea what it was? Great. No, literally not a clue. Just the best thing about the course is everyone just, they just, you just click, you know, like everyone just like naturally gets on and remembers so much about each other. Yeah. Was it you who went to Graham Norton's wedding? No, I wish no, I went to I think that was Joe. You were sat around that side though. If I could remember where you were yeah. sat, I'd probably remember it. Next to Mike. You weren't in a rock band. No, Mike. no, look at me. Ooh, that, that's look at me, listeners. <laughs> Once it got past me and I didn't have to like. Was it something vaguely criminal? I, yeah. I, I did yeah. get a vibe from Martin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> something about. No, it was. It, you got. Uh, <gasps> Stopped at a border. Yeah. yeah the Russian, Russian. The Russian border. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Why? So, we're on a trip in a previous career and my and basically like we were we went we went to Russia to we went to Russia to follow a tournament about a game about tanks okay for real like tank world it's called world of tanks it's a game where people fight each other in tanks and they took us out to Russia to like cover the world tournament of like world of tanks yeah and technically and it's a loose definition of the term. We were journalists because we were going there to report on well, a tax game. Yeah. And so they, Russia, and I don't make it too political because I know it's a fun family show, is not super keen on journalists. And so I had to explain to the border to a man that it's only a game about tanks and that I'm not there to like do anything with real tanks or yeah. like try and <clears throat> subvert the government or anything yeah. like that. So, yeah. and he just wasn't having any of it. And you had this twitch in your left eye, so you get yeah. like winky at him while you Yeah, that. that's yeah. just my normal twitch. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so we got held up in Russia for like two hours while we were trying to explain that we just wrote about video games. Hmm. And he was like, that's not a real job. And I'm like, I'm having an existential crisis about that anyway. I don't need you That is the same way. I mean, you said what you did in your previous yeah. life. Yeah. yeah that's which was obviously a mm. video game journalist video game yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. for GameSpot it was for GameSpot yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, nice. okay Eve you should all remember this fact I, I remember it was, it. The, it was the best fact she was bitten by a radioactive spider oh, no, yeah. no that was spider man mosquito, mosquito. radioactive <laughs> <laughs> radioactive mosquito yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah sorry yeah. got you confused there how did you know it was radioactive I was in Chernobyl at the time um, what the f- <laughs> I mean I guess technically everything's radioactive Maybe. Mildly. Yeah. Yeah. We had Geiger counters though. Why were you yeah. in Chernobyl? I was on holiday. I saw huh. there's a there's a show on Netflix at the moment about um yeah, dark tourism and going to radioactive places and they they, mm. they the guy goes to Japan to some like radioactive locations. Cool. They don't go to Chernobyl. Yeah, exactly. So did you pay to go to Chernobyl? Yeah, about hundred dollars. Wow. For a holiday. What did you get out of it apart from a bit of radioactivity? Yeah. Uh really sh lunch. Lunch. <laughs> yeah. Also, the really um, worrying thing was on the drive into Chernobyl, I started getting quite severe 
intestinal pain. And mm. one the of the first... meal prep. Meal prep That's not a segue. Uh, also, the first symptom of radioactive poisoning is an upset stomach. Oh, because really? it kills the ba- rapidly dividing cells. Oh, yeah. So like yeah, bacteria. And the stomach lining, yeah. And it turned out just to be food poisoning, probably from the night before, but the, I was in incredible pain yeah. for a lot of the time. Every 20 minutes, it was like someone stabbing me in the stomach. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. And um, there were no toilets until we got to lunch at about 4 p.m. So the situation, ups and downs. Wow, I don't yeah. know about you guys, but I'm looking forward to my next holiday to show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a very beautiful place. I would go back. Um, yeah, it's a remarkable place. It's like yeah. you've got a football stadium with a forest in the middle. Cool. Oh, that's cool. I'm not letting you pick the destination for the end of course. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. like <clears throat> tour by. So. I think yeah. we should go to Russia. I think there's a great tour there. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Cool. So we were supposed to do quite a short episode today, so we may rush through a lot. All right. But none of this is going to get cut because. It was all quality content. Content. <laughs> <laughs> I am content with the quality content. But Martin and Eve, let's go with Eve now. What did you do? What were you doing before Phantoms and Coders and how did you feel in the lead up to it? So I was doing a PhD in Germany in biophysics quite unhappily. Then I found this TV series called The Prisoner, okay. which is a great TV series. and. Then I had a kind of existential crisis because of this TV series. Yeah. That, that must and be really then good. I decided it's so good. Um, we're trying to do a short episode, so I won't go into the details. Yeah. Um, I do tend to rant about it. Yeah. Had an existential crisis, decided I would quit my job, go to Scotland to do some farming, and then apply for founders and coders. And my friends in Germany thought I was crazy. But it's all turned out really well. Yeah. Great. So, Scotland was Scottish farming. It was wonderful. I got to drive a speedboat, shoot a rifle, we went on a champagne cruise. Wow. Did some farming. Farming's farming. really changed since then. Yeah. yeah, since the good old days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Saw an albino deer. Oh, wow. Well, the back end. Nice. So. That's a good half of it. Well, a quarter, I guess. I prefer um, the front end. <laughs> yeah. Great, great, I'll do Don't let that go. Yeah. 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 Save sign for no week. <laughs> Holy smokes. That would have been a good segue. Yeah, yeah speaking uh, of the front end, yeah. Martin. <laughs> wow, Je- Jesse's segue skill is really deteriorating. Really? Let's, let's not forget your pyramid joke from episode one. Come on. I could, yeah, I could have done a callback joke from that as well. I didn't. Yeah. So, Martin, you said yeah. what you're doing. How did you feel in the lead up to the course? Like, you know, the week. Um, week or so leading up? The week or so leading up to the course was quite nervous because there's obviously it's a big change in your life and then I was also like so a few weeks before I kind of felt like I had a good handle on what we'd be doing and they make you they encourage you to make a little JavaScript calculator which I got running and then I sort of did a bit of a pause and then the week before the course I was like oh do you know I should remember JavaScript again and I had a look at it and I was like Oh my god, I've forgotten <laughs> all of JavaScript yeah. the week before I need yeah. to know it. And then I kind of panicked for a bit. And then I, you know, I had a few drinks. 
and sort of watched the prisoner yeah and then <laughs> went you know realized that i would never be number one and then just figured that's a prisoner reference and then i just sort of got over it and then you know i think you i think it's easy to get nervous before any sort of life big life change starts and so i just sort of rode the wave got to week one it was good yeah great oh, now, now we're in week three yeah but thank you uh, so we did week three, which we're going to skim through. Um, essentially, the title of week three was API Week. So we dealt with APIs, which I think a few of us have probably done to a small extent beforehand, doing kind of pre-course projects. But I no actually, had I personally hadn't with. really. Um, yeah. Not that I remember. <coughs> now it's time for a special segment. Martin, <laughs> Martin's Martin. moment. Yeah. Martin, what is an API? So as everyone knows. Uh, Intimately, uh, an API in computer programming is a set of subroutine definitions, <laughs> communication protocols, and tools for building software. And that might be a little bit confusing. So, in general terms, it is a set of clearly defined methods of communication between various components. Um, Martin, can I stop you for a second? You may. This is supposed to be a beginner friendly podcast. Yeah, a relatively yeah. accessible podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. And obviously we all know, everyone knows that because that's such a common thing. I, so APIs are kind of a catch-all, they get used a lot, right? Everything's an API. Like sometimes when you do, when you play with, you know, some documentation, it goes use the API for a module you're using like locally. Um, and then an API is also something that's like a far away server that you call to get like data out of. So they're basically any sort of, to me it feels like they're, they're mostly any interaction between uh, your code and like another bit of code, whether that's like another application, if you will, like that's something sort of that's a module you've installed um, off somewhere else, or it's another server that you're getting information out of. They're kind of both APIs, um, but they're kind of a catch-all term used quite frequently. Yeah. Does that sound right? Yeah. So you're saying uh, it's like an interface that provides yeah. kind of methods that someone else, either working on the same code base or working externally, can use to access different features from that programming yeah. interface? Yeah, in a, in a way it's a sort of application programming interface. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much does Why didn't they just call it that? Why didn't they just call it that? But for week three, like I think the main, like, the main way of using them was to, to call an external server. Um, yeah. And you would do a request to that server, you'd be like, hey, what's up? Um, can I have some data? And you would get that back as a JSON object, which is, we yeah. sort of introduced a JSON this week, um, which is, come on brain, JavaScript, JavaScript logic notation, yeah. got there, hurried along by. These very short episodes. And that's like, if you've, if like objects in JavaScript, it is in that form and you can save those files and you can whiz that along the internet pipes using yeah. magic and sorcery. You can. Cool. So maybe uh, we could talk about our projects as some examples of using APIs. And by the way, listeners, we'll put some links to like super beginner friendly API resources. If you didn't understand any of that, that's totally cool. We'll put some good links in the show notes for places to get started with APIs. Yeah. If there's an easy way for me to do like a fast forward kind of sound for a lot of what Martin yeah. said, you will have heard that. Look, if it's good enough for Wikipedia, <laughs> it's good enough to not make any... Yeah. If you yeah, Wikipedia sure. anything in programming, it's like... I'm an idiot. Yeah. yeah. Anything. Yeah. Have you tried a simple English Wikipedia? No. Is that a thing? Yeah. There's a link. It's like oh, yeah. they can only use a certain range of words. Right. Oh, so nice. not the complicated ones. Yeah. That's bloody brilliant. Yeah. 
If you are thinking of why you use many words when few will do, it's like newspeak. Exactly. But if you are thinking of sign up for course or get into programming, honestly, don't Wikipedia anything ever because yeah. it's just yeah. super intimidating. But we will post a link to Wikipedia. We we can post a link to the API one on Wikipedia versus API Simple English Wikipedia. Yeah. For a comparison in the in the notes. Yeah. Or I will not. English I will cut this out. API. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, I think Jesse had a great idea. Um, about so talking about our projects, projects and the APIs we used. So let's go with the best projects first. That would be mine. Um, <laughs> straight in there. Damn it. I'm so, so happy with my project. I've been sending it out to people, cool. my oh. friends, and they say we'll use this when we come to London. Oh, well, so my app, my wonderful app, uh, my group's app, yeah, was well corrected. Uh, it requested the tube line statuses from TFL, so things like good service or partial closures, and then it requested a related GIF from the Giphy database, and it combined those two to inform you of the tube line status in GIF form. So question the Giphy API and the TFL API to get content back. Yes, so we asked the TFL API first and we got the status of a line that the user had chosen. Then we converted that status into a sentiment. So if it was good service, the sentiment might be happy dancing. And then we queried the Giphy database for happy dancing GIFs, got a GIF back, put it on the web page. And so to clarify that, when you say you converted the status into like a query, did you do that with an object that had a yes. list of the statuses and just your own ideas of what they could be as yeah. any searches? Cool. Exactly. And the very nice design element of this was that the elements on the page and the background of the page would change colour relating to which tube line had been chosen. I love yeah. that. Yeah, it, it did look really nice. coordination. It yeah. was beautiful. It was good. Lovely design. Lovely execution. How did you find using the TFL and Giphy APIs? Are they easy to use, do you think? TFL, very good. Giphy, the API was very good, but the results you got back from a random query tended to be more random than I'd yeah, like. Yeah, I think I like that's what we guess. found in our Top Trump project, where we also used the Giphy API. Because GIFs are great, and nothing ever gets worse when you add a GIF. Yeah, I think also when you're you know, when you're working a project, they're quite a good motivator. Like, yeah. once you get yeah. that bit working, you refresh your project, you see a few new, very weird slash funny GIFs, and yeah. it kind of motivates you to, you know, carry on. You have purpose. Mm. Yeah, and you, if you get bored, you can just refresh the page and just yeah. look at funny cat GIFs for <laughs> exactly. like 10 minutes. It's pretty great. So, our project. Can yeah. I explain it? Of course, yeah. of course. I was working in a team at Dom this week, which was awful, as you can imagine. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't recommend it to anyone. <laughs> it was great. So we made GitHub Top Trumps, which you would, as, a, as a user, you would put in your GitHub username and an, uh, your kind of spirit animal, your animal of choice. Um, and you would do the same for your rival. Um, so for example, I would put in Dom's GitHub username and his spirit animal, which is obviously a rabbit. Yeah, rabbit, uh, or dog, or, or dog. Mr. Mime Mr. from Mime. Pokemon. Yeah, Mr. Mime Pokemon. <laughs> Mr. Mime is a bad Pokemon, you should not 
like kids, if you see a Mr. Mime Pokemon, <laughs> run. He, yeah, he run. Look at his dark dead eyes and leg it. He's anyway, not. Okay, anyway, yeah. Getting a bit sidetracked there. <laughs> so you'd put in your rivals, GitHub, and uh, an animal, and then you'd click submit, and it would generate a magical top trumps card using your animal as an avatar and your GitHub stats as the sort of categories. We had things like longest repo name and number of coding languages on your github and stuff like that yeah nice. then the best part don't yeah. time. so we we spent a lot of time creating this proprietary algorithm that used yeah. that their like, github data to calculate an employability score employability factor employability factor thank you for, that's very important factor sounds a lot you've got to sound professional yeah. to be professional thanks martin okay. <laughs> That's Martin's version of faking yeah. until you make it. He yeah. is still on the faking it stage. Yeah. Um, so, well, on the note of him being at the faking it stage, we can we can cast our minds back to when, in the demo, to everyone. Yeah. I. <laughs> My favorite part of the week. We we. I I decided to battle Martin after yeah. he had been you know, giving me a bit of chat. But you know we're a friendly lot. We get on. We get on. This is not passive aggressive. Debate. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I wanted to lead up, but yeah, I'm taking too long yeah. now. So, we pitted virtual Dominic, aka myself, yeah. against Martin Gaston, aka Martin yeah. Gaston, <laughs> and we generated those two scores. And our algorithm, we thought that our algorithm could just produce a score between zero and a hundred thousand. Yeah. For me, you know, I got a good few thousand. Martin's employability factor came yeah. out as negative one. <laughs> Which so, uh, was yeah. quite concerning. Yeah. Um, positively unemployable. Yeah, um, positively unemployable. So I am leaving the course as of this week <laughs> uh, to find myself and get that score high. I mean, Dom has very kindly offered for a low, low monthly fee to help uh, bring that number into yeah. the like, low yeah. tens. We have, have monetised our, <clears throat> yeah. our project. project. Mm. It's like LinkedIn Premium. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Anyway, going back to our project, once you generate the top trumps card, the employability factor is randomly generated. Apart from Martin, which is an Easter egg, so <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you happen to type in Martin Gaston, it always reverts yeah. to minus one. Um, so I hope it doesn't become yeah. an industry standard. Any, 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 any potential employers listening, that yeah. was rigged. Ignore that. Ignore However, that. The, very, the very high employability factors that always yeah. come out for the creators of the app, that is just that's so that, legit. That's so legitimate. legitimate. Yeah. Anyway, battle the top trumps card and there is a winner decided. So yeah, we yeah. use the GitHub API and Giphy API also. Mm. Um, and yeah, we were pretty pleased with that project. It's probably one of my favorites. Yeah, definitely. Um, and for those wondering, the way the battle worked is you just click fight and it would choose a random um, attribute, yeah, random statistic from what we had populated the cards with, compare them and choose whoever had the highest number, unless it was the oldest repo, in which case we chose the one that was the oldest. Um, note, we may post them up with links at some time in the future, but because we're using APIs on the front end for these, our API keys are currently public. So we'll need <laughs> yeah. To, uh, yeah, don't do that, kids. Yeah, we'll need yeah. to refactor them and put them on the back end before we can yeah. publish them for you. Adoring fans. Yeah. <laughs> Safety first. So finally, Martin's project. What did you get up to? Yes. So I was working with uh, M Michael, who was on last week. 
I believe, yeah, last week on the podcast. Um, and I was working with Joe, who's yet to be on. Is he going on? Yet no, to be on? but he and will be on soon, I hope. Harry, who also is yet to be on. And we, uh, as a group, have always wanted to be the very best, um, like no one ever was. So we crawled up the Pokemon API, or Pokey API, um, to basically get our own little Pokemon search engine. Um, you could either ask for a Pokemon by name, or by Pokedex number, or do a random search. And then it would then, too, search through Giphy, uh, get a selection of 25 random Pokemon GIFs. Um, turns out some of them are quite unsavory, even when you uh, have the PG-13 filter on in your gift request. <laughs> um, so be careful. And it would display them uh, on the site. It was uh, quite a lot of fun. So the Poke API is not official, um, but it's basically made for like education and uh, people to learn how to use APIs. So it's quite friendly and fun to use uh, as you sort of learn how to use JSON and how to work with APIs. And like working with a big uh, JSON object is much easier, or at least I found it much easier when it was for Pikachu. Um, so it was, yeah. it was jolly good fun. Yeah, it was, it, was a fun, it was a fun project to witness. So we will need to cut this podcast short quite soon. So we're going to rush through. That was for the listeners, but thanks. Oh. <laughs> Benefit of the listeners. I was doing it. Take 58. Nice. 60 now. <laughs> um, we're going to have to cut the podcast short quite soon because we've got other things to do and a really cool film to watch in Space 4, which we can talk about in the next episode. Um, but quickly, uh, I just want to ask all of you for any learnings from that week, which probably won't be many because it's in the distant past now, yeah. and any recommendations. So should we start with Jesse? Yeah, um, learnings, I'm going to go with don't put your API keys like on GitHub. People have scrapers and little robots that will go through GitHub and pick them out and abuse them and take everything you love. Um, so yeah, be careful doing that. We did not learn that lesson in the week, but now we're older and wiser um, and have not done that. Um, recommendations. I'm going to give a podcast recommendation, um, and it's called That Classical Podcast, and it's about okay. classical music, and it's fun, there's banter, it's great. I actually am not into classical music, but I kind of like that podcast because it tells me stuff I don't know mm. about a subject that I don't really know anything about. Um, yeah. But the best part is they have tons of like custom jingles like oh, loads nice. of amazing jingles really? in all different styles of music and yeah I just love well note to listeners if you keep on listening to us every episode and leave many five star reviews then we will think about using lots of jingles in future episodes so keep on listening I mean, why don't we have a jingle already I think Joe's making one I hope Joe's making one um, he's only allowed on the podcast if he makes one. Yeah. <laughs> but luckily, uh, Martin will be singing us out this week with good. his rendition of uh, the Pokemon theme tune. Goodbye from the podcast. I hope you like the podcast. We're not, <laughs> we're, we're not, we're not finished, finished yet. yet. Yeah. Thank so, you right. for cool. podcasting with. Shut up. Cody. E. Um, <laughs> any learnings and/or recommendations? Uh, my learnings from week three would be that SVG files are a bit of a. <laughs> <laughs> um, Amazing. <laughs> that is the rating. Um, when they're in the HTML, they seem to be fine, but if you have them as a separate file, you can no longer do fun things with colours. So that was a learning, a sad learning. Okay. 
my recommendation would be a podcast called Reply All, which is quite Very a popular podcast. podcast. It's kind of about the internet, the modern world. Uh, they have various different sections, one called Super Tech Support, where they solve very strange tech problems. Wow. Um, that sounds great, I haven't heard that. It's really good, yeah, yeah. really good. It's good, I recommend it too. And they um, have a section called Yes, Yes, No, where they explain memes to their boss. Oh, we were talking about that today, who was talking about that? Someone should explain memes. Oh no, okay, different group joke. Cutting that out. Cut, yeah. cut, cut. <laughs> <laughs> Learnings. I think that week showed me how useful callbacks can be and made me just a bit less scared of using them. Um, I think it was good practice because when you're doing an API call, um, we'll have a link in the show notes to a better explanation. But when you're doing an API call where you're chaining requests together, so for example, you're getting the line status from TFL and then using the response from that to make another API request to get a relevant GIF. Uh, you basically need to wait until the first API call is finished so you have that data to do the second request. And the way you can do that with um, ES5 JavaScript, which I'll also explain in the show notes, is through callbacks. So yeah, I think it was a really great chance to uh, practice using them and show how useful they can be. Um, and also, therefore, get good at modularizing our, our code. Um, you can say that again. <laughs> modularizing our code. <laughs> I did it better that time as well. So, um, as for recommendations, I think Jesse's reminded me of Composer of the Week, which is also another great. Um, it's on BBC Radio something, um, but they release it as podcast format. It's mainly classical composers. I'm a big fan of like Ravel and Debussy and people. Um, they have multiple episodes in them. They also have a few on um, jazz musicians. So for, for example, Bill Evans, probably my favorite jazz musician. And I think Thelonious Monk is also featured on the episode. So really interesting, talks about their lives, plays a lot of their music, would really recommend. And as a bonus code related one, um, Code Newbie is also a really great podcast that I've enjoyed a lot of. So we'll post a link to that. Martin? Uh, so similar to Callbacks, I think this was the week that we really started playing with like the idea of asynchronous functions and callbacks are a super important part of them but at this, this stage in sort of my programming journey I was quite used to, and I think most people are thinking about code is like you know line one will execute and then line two will execute yeah. and then line three will execute in a sort of very sequential um, order and then when asynchronous stuff gets bought in, that kind of messes with that. Like things don't execute in the order that you put them in like they used to. So I mean, that's why callbacks come in. It's kind of hard to vocalize because I'm still don't think like I'm a master of it in any way. But the idea that you can make a call to something and the response doesn't come in immediately after kind of turns what you've been learning or how you've been programming kind of upside down. And when yeah. you start bringing all that in along with callback function, they kind of go hand in hand. But um, that's, I think, a super big part of developing uh, your JavaScript understanding. And I think it's a real big hurdle. Like, I think it's really hard to do. Um, I do not feel good about it, but I have become aware of it this week. And it's something to continue working with uh, throughout the course. Yeah. We saw that really cool video um, about the JavaScript event loop, which is yes. a good like, 30 minute in introduction to that sort of topic, which is a good link for the show notes for you guys to see. 
Yeah, and when we watched that, it's it start like it's not like I watched that video and was like, oh, I get it now. It's like I, I watched that video and I was like, I am beginning to get it now. Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> so there's a lot going on there, and it's I think it's it's the kind of you learn over like months and years rather than days. Yeah. Um, but my recommendation would be I've started doing this course um, on Coursera and it's free and it's called Learning How to Learn and it's uh, it's not too long and you, you sign up and you sort of enroll on certain uh, start dates and you sort of go along with these, these sort of pre-recorded lectures and the idea behind it is it sort of teaches you how to get your brain ready to learn things that you're not comfortable learning so I think everyone as kids like you sort of learn what you're good at and you kind of pursue that a bit and then learning something that you're not good at you're like well I don't want to do that that's a pain and difficult um, yeah. and so this sort of goes over strategies uh, mainly like chunking things into smaller tasks and yeah. sort of which is kind of how we've been yeah, trained to approach code yeah um, and then how your brain can sort of learn complicated things in that way I've been doing that and it's quite interesting um, I wouldn't say it's made me any smarter, but um, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, like, it's free and it's uh, it's it's quite interesting. Great, well, thank you very much for the recommendation. Thank you to all of my guests and to CSL. We've got Martin making something up on the spot. <laughs> uh, Pokemon. Po no, no, no. We need podcast specific. Uh, so you've listened to the podcast. You've had lots of fun. Don't forget to subscribe or you'll never be able to hear another one. Bye.